Welcome to That's So Romantical. We are two sisters that love to discuss all the romantic things from books to movies and more. We just love talking about love. Happy anniversary, Heather. Thanks, Amber. 24 years. 24 years. Well, I... Thanks for recording a podcast on your anniversary. I didn't want to, like, you know, intrude. You know, Joel and I are not, we don't do big things for our anniversary, usually just little simple things. And so we celebrated this past weekend. And in fact, I sort of forgot that it was my anniversary this morning until you sent a text to me (laughs) wishing me a happy anniversary. And then I went over to my husband and gave him a hug and a kiss and wished him happy anniversary because he had forgotten to. (laughs) Well, you celebrated on Saturday. You thought you checked up. Yeah, we, yeah, we kind of, we've moved on. Well, as I was reflecting on your wedding day, you had such a beautiful wedding. So it was a beautiful evening. Your reception was in the Malibu Hills on a on a beautiful patio on this beautiful property at like sunset. And it was just, it was the first wedding that our family had done. But here was the catch. I am the older sister and I was single. And so my younger sister's getting married. So that in itself is like a trope. Um, when <laughs> yeah, we should write a book about it. <laughs> you know, some people are just silly, and they're like, "Oh, how do you feel about your younger sister getting married?" And and of course, me going to a wedding, my sister's wedding, with all of the people that we know. And I did not want to go to that wedding without a date. So <laughs> I asked one of my really good guy friends to be my date to the wedding. And um, I was living in Utah at the time you had your had your wedding. So I had come down for the weekend for your wedding. And I was also the maid of honor, the single maid of honor. So I asked this guy friend to be my date. I wasn't dating one at the time. Um, but here was the thing. I had a really big crush on my guy friend who I asked to be my date to the wedding. And I didn't really have any hopes of anything really happening with him and I. And nothing ever really did happen with him and I. And I feel like that was like a trope, you know, like the, yeah. the um, <laughs> we didn't pretend to be a couple or anything like that. It was, right. uh, but it made me think about like wedding marriage tropes. So I thought maybe we could do like a series of like, we could talk about wedding, so wedding stuff on this podcast. And then our next podcast, we can talk about wedding stuff kind of in this wedding season. Mm-hmm. We really like the fake relationship you know, fake dating, fake relationship or forced dating or like forced relationship. Um, I thought we could talk about fake marriages or the (laughs) The forced marriage or fake marriage. Right. Because there's a, there is a difference there where the fake marriage, you're not actually married, but a forced marriage, you actually are married. So have you read, have you read any books that fall under those categories? Yeah. Okay. So one of my favorite, all-time favorite books, and I recommend this to a lot of people, um, I recommended it to you, is a fake marriage. It's called The Unhoneymooners by Christina Moore. But those, I think those are two different people. I mean, I think they write together. Oh, it's like two authors putting their name together. I think so. I'm oh. I'm pretty sure about that. But um, anyway, yeah. The author is Christina Lauren. And you did recommend this book to me, and you ended up loving it more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did you love it so much? I loved it um, because I thought it was just just the dynamic of, so they kind of are this enemies type. They have like, there's antagonism between them. And she is bride's sister, 
and he is on the groom side, like the best friend type of thing. And they, the whole wedding party, like gets sick, gets food poisoning because they eat the bad shrimp or something, but she's has an aversion. She's like allergic to shellfish. So she doesn't eat it. And then the other guy, he doesn't eat it. I don't know why. So they, but they don't want to ruin this really fantastic honeymoon that they paid money for. And so the sister says, go on the honeymoon for me, but they're registered as like, you have to be married to be on this honeymoon. So these two go and have to pretend that they're married and they don't get along. And it's really kind of funny because you don't realize this towards the end of the book. And I think that's why I loved it. Cause I actually read the book and then went back and reread it with my new perspective. Mm-hmm. So knowing kind of after the end of the book, you realize that it may not be quite as like uh, antagonistic. Like there was more feelings there than you realized. It's fun to kind of, for me to go back and like kind of see it with this new perspective. So I just think it's really funny of them being forced together in a, you know, all the things that like show this fun, playful conflict between the two mm-hmm. and I really like that plus I like the fact I mean I'll kind of spoiler it because that all along he kind of really did like her like he's always like had a crush on her and but she just doesn't know that and so going back you kind of see like the telltale hints of how he shows that so I really like that book and that is a fake marriage but then I have I have some books I really like that actually like they actually do get married like a marriage of convenience or like a forced oh, okay. marriage that yeah. I really like. So do okay. you have some that are forced marriage? Um, or- I do have one that's forced marriage. And maybe there's more, but this was just the only one that came to mind. Was a book I read, I think maybe like a year ago or so. It's called Esperance, Esperance by Heather Frost. And the opening scene is actually her going down the aisle. It's her wedding, and she's getting married to somebody she doesn't even know. She only knows him by name. She's never seen him. She's never met him before. But it's basically kind of like a political, you know, alliance, a wedding. And so he's, like, got this um, reputation as, like, the butcher, and he's supposed to be, like, super scary. And, you know, so she's really nervous going into this relationship and marrying him. And so, but then you find out that, yeah, he does have that uh, reputation, but heart he's really a decent guy and this and that I've only read the first book the other books haven't come out in that series because it's going to be a series and so this first book was just kind of getting to know her and and the other people involved and like the plot thickens as you go along but anyway that was really the only one that came to mind where a forced marriage was involved although I know I've read some when I was younger I just can't remember them as well now what genre is that oh it's a fantasy genre it's in a made-up universe, made-up fantasy land, and she actually is part of, like, this rebel group, and so she's supposed to, like, infiltrate and get, like, information, and I think she's supposed to, like, maybe even kill him or something. I can't remember. She has, like, some task she's supposed to do, which is really horrible, and she's starting to realize, like, that she can't do that, and her uh, allegiance is sort of split. Anyway, it's good. It was a good one. A lot of the, I feel like the historical romance or Regency romance have a lot of those. You have to get married because you were thought to be in a compromising situation. Yeah. Like either someone like said a lie, like, oh, they were in a room together, you know, like, and they have to get married now to to protect her 
protect her image. You know, a lot of those are like that. They weren't really, they barely even knew each other. Now they're yeah. happy married. I like a lot of those. I, I mean, I don't have any offhand. I know I've read yeah, them. I think I've read them too. And, and that's what I think when I was younger, some of those books that mom would read and like black out the bad parts. I think <laughs> that there was quite a few of those, like the, the bodice ripper, I guess you would mm-hmm. call them. You know, which one came to mind when you were saying that was the game of hearts where they were caught. They had spent the night together because there was a collapse, like the rocks, they were in a cave and the rocks collapsed. And so they were stuck in this cave together all night long. And they're sort of forced to be engaged, even though they're enemies, that they don't like each Mm -hmm. other very much, um, but they're forced to be engaged. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of those, a lot of those stories. I don't know what I love about them. You know why I love them? Be having to like, because I would think in my situation, it'd be like that sounds like the end of the world, having to be yeah. forced to marry someone. But obviously, they're like people who maybe kind of already liked each other a little bit. There when it was an attraction there, and this just kind of sped things along a little bit. And well, in a, fun in a way. lot of cases, well, in some cases, I think that they are sort of enemies. You know, and so if they are enemies, there's no reason for them to like be together unless mm-hmm. they're forced into a relationship. Um, and so, and you and I both like that trope, the enemies to lovers trope. And so I think in a lot of cases where you want enemies to have to spend a lot of time together, like intimate time together, make them have to get engaged or have to get married. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, up the ante on those. And kind of, it's fun to kind of see like how they soften for each other. Because obviously there's a reason why they don't like each other. But then you know it's a love story. So you know there's something about it that's going to make them soften and fall in love. So you always, I always wonder like, what is the thing that makes them finally soften their hearts and fall in love with each other? And, for, you know, lets them know like, hey, I want to kiss this person. I'm always intrigued by that. Like, I'm not one for mysteries. I don't really like mysteries, but I do like finding out mm-hmm. how someone's going to fall in love, especially yeah, if there's someone same. who they think, there's no way I could fall in love with that person. And then mm-hmm. they do. So there's a book. Um, I have contemporary ones. I read a lot more contemporary than you. Yeah. There is a clean contemporary book by Emma St. Clair. I like her as an author. I've read a lot of her books and she has a cute series I kind of call them series. Like you, they could be standalones, but a lot of times their characters are in one story, and then the next story is going to be going to bring us some of the same characters. But one that I thought I really liked of hers, and it's one of her favorites among readers, people who like her really like the main character in this book. His name is Thaden. The book is called Falling for Your Fake Fiance. So he's kind of this cocky, wealthy guy who has a lot of fun being single and dating women, but he has to, in order to like get the family's business and inherit like the company, I think it's like his grandfather, someone said that he has to be married. One of those things like, of course, there's no way my grandson's ever going to be married. So I'm going to force it upon them to get this company. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have anyone he really wants to be married to. So he figures I'll just get in this like convenient situation with someone and we can be fake engaged or like my fake fiance. And so he asks his the girl who's actually like his house cleaner um, <laughs> to be to be the, his fake fiance. Cause yeah. anyway, it's really cute. And 
to see how this guy who goes from so cocky, kind of like this playboy, really quickly falls for this girl. And she's just, and she pretty much calls him out on his BS. And <laughs> it's really cute to see the change in him is a lot of fun. So if you haven't read that one, I, have I recommend not. So I'll add that to my list. I have read Emma St. Clair before and actually... Um, I had put one of her books on my list for marriages, even though it didn't really fall into all of the, like, solidly into the categories, but um, her book, Royally Rearranged, is a book where um, this princess who is, you know, supposed to be inheriting her kingdom or whatever when she's married, I guess, it's kind of a similar situation. She believes that she's been sort of, like, unformally engaged to a neighboring kingdom's son like the prince of that kingdom but it was all kind of like word of mouth and just like rumors that she had heard she thought it was a solid thing and then he didn't and so he didn't you know think that it was a solid thing too or at all so he ends up showing up to I, I think it was like her birthday party or some event and he's got a girlfriend with him and so she thinks that you know, he's supposed to be marrying her, but he ends up showing up with a girlfriend. And so one of her, I don't know, somebody she associates with, and he's kind of like a rake, dates a bunch of girls and, and that type of thing. And he comes up with this idea, like, we just have to get him jealous, make him jealous, and he'll want you even more. And so they decide to start dating. She ends up, well, I I won't give it. Yeah, because I'll probably away. read it. So Okay, so I won't yeah. give it away. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting, it would, and that actually was a cute. So if you like Emma St. Clair, um, and you like that type of trope, then you might enjoy that one. Yeah, I th- it's on my to-be-read list. I just, I think I've tried to save a few of her stories as, like, the back pocket like you do. Yeah. Um, do you have any other forced marriages or? Like, I have a forced engagement one called The Nabob's Daughter, or Nabob. I don't know how to say that word. Um, but I think the author is Jet is named Jess Heileman. And this one is a story where she's been living in India and she loves her life there, but her father engages her to, so he's kind of like a, he's built his wealth and, but he doesn't have a name, like a, what do they call that when they're ancestral names or whatever, you know, he's not like high in society, that type of thing through blood or whatever like a yeah. line or something so he engages her to a family who their father or somebody lost all of their wealth or inheritance and money so they're poor but they have the name um, and so he engages his daughter to the son and so she comes back to america and or maybe it's not america maybe it's in england i don't know she comes back home and she basically wants to pretend like she's a complete idiot and that she's totally unmarriageable and so that he'll want to break this engagement and she can go back to her life in india and so um it's kind of cute and funny her trying to just mess things up and he wants he kind of wants the marriage because it's going to save his family his fortune you know and they his family really needs the money and so he's trying to make this relationship work and she's trying to make this relationship not work and so it's kind of cute to see the two of them going at one another and it ended up being pretty cute and it's a clean uh, regency type of romance and that was kind of a fun one it's a weird title yeah don't let the title of it deter you Okay. Well, I don't know if I want to talk about this other one because it, it's not a clean read. So I don't know if I want to promote it. It's like, you're not going to read it. 
and I don't know if any farther. Well, maybe you don't have to tell us what it is, but what was it that about it that you liked? Okay, so this other book is not a clean read. It's Call Me Crazy by Melanie Harlow, and it's a part of a series. Again, same thing. Like uh, it was, it's about like these like these guys that are friends and about how they all like fall in love. And it's another one of those where he has to get married to get the family business. Clearly, I like those trips. (laughs) In her situation, she wants to get pregnant, wants to have a baby. So she knows him. She knows that he comes from a good family, has good genes and all that stuff. So she, part of the deal is he will like supply his sperm to be artificially (laughs) inseminated to her. Okay. And then be there for the nine months for the pregnancy and then they'll part their ways. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is she has... PCOS so it's really difficult for her to get pregnant so that's part of the part of the relationship is like she would do this insemination and then it wouldn't work and she'd miscarry mm-hmm. and he was there to support oh. her so that's okay. uh, that's the having the baby part because they have like a no touching rule but that's okay that they clearly break but okay <laughs> the plan was to like they didn't need to spend all that money on the artificial insemination <laughs> no the one thing I remember about this book, it was really cute because they, they actually get married. They said they're going to be married for one year. But what's funny is they've known each other their whole life. Like they were childhood friends. Like their families know each other. And he's always thought she was so annoying. And she just thought he's like so annoying. They both think that each other are so annoying. They just get bothered by each other. But for some reason, they both think it'd be a really great idea for them to be married for a year. Because um, <laughs> I guess they figured they could both part ways. Yeah, they're Italian, and she would make all these Italian dinners, and I would be like craving pasta, <laughs> like whatever she'd be making in the book. I mean, that sounds really good for dinner. Your like, kids are like would... mom, why have we been having so much pasta lately? <laughs> and like, I was like, that sounds so good. Like. It was part of the story that this author really brought in, like the cooking, like they make dinner together mm-hmm. and they kind of bonded in the kitchen. Like they kind of both, like she was a really good cook. He, he loved Italian. Like that was kind of like their, I guess their common language was their love for Italian food. Okay. And so I was just like, I wanted, I would just kept wanting to make these Italian dishes. And interesting enough, at the end of the book, the author actually included some of the recipes oh. that she bakes in the in the book that's fun I know it was a lot did of you fun. make any of them I didn't make any of them oh, um, no. <laughs> but it definitely made me want to have to eat more like pasta and meatball sandwiches and stuff like that so mm. I just so my takeaway is that it was really cute with them the dynamic of these two not liking each other getting together and but like almost more than anything I just remember her dinners that she <laughs> that she made in the book <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I actually get really annoyed when people get too descriptive with the foods. I'm like, let's just move on with the story, please. Have you you read stories like that where they like focus on the food and what it tasted like and smelled like and all of it? And I'm maybe I'm not because I'm not a foodie. I just I'm like, let's just move on, people, please. I agree. Yeah, we don't need that much details about like what's on the table or what's at the reception or whatever, you know, on that. Okay, so I have two more books. How many b- more books do you have, like, Wedding That was it. I just had that those. That was it? Okay. That was those I just want to mention one really quickly. The Paid Bridesmaid by Sarah oh, Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. One? Yes, that was going to be, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So that one is revolved around weddings and she pretends to be a bridesmaid for this. She, um, the bride is like an Instagram influencer, like super popular, lots and lots of followers, but not a lot of close friends. And so she hires this girl to be in her wedding party and stuff like that. So that one was a cute one by Soraya Wilson. And I think he was maybe like the best man or. Yeah. And he thought she was like a spy. There was something suspicious. That's right. So he yeah. She he was, was like really suspicious of her. And then, yeah. So that was a cute one. My other one is part of the Black Witch Chronicles series where she gets forced into an engagement with Lucas Gray. Yes. They call it wand fasting Mm -hmm. in the book because it's a fantasy. But she, like in this world, all these young women, by the time they're like 18 or something like that, or even younger, they're supposed to be wand fasted, which is the equivalent of like being engaged, like locked in to marry somebody and so she gets forced uh, into an engagement with Lucas and the way it's done is pretty much how I love I would love all of my forced engagements to be done because from her perspective and it is from her point of view um, Lucas is doing this awful thing bringing her to the altar against her will to become bonfasted or or engaged and she hates him for it when you find out later on that he was actually saving her from a worse fate and so you know in the time you're like why is he being such a jerk and this and that and then you find out later that he actually was doing it to kind of be like a hero for her like Mm. he knew he hates she hated him but he cared enough about her that he wanted to save her from a worse like some of this other guy was gonna want fast to her who's like really abusive and just really really horrible and so instead of allowing her to to go into that relationship he kind of sacrifices his own I don't know future and happiness to save her so yes I remember that one I was trying to think if there was any fantasy type non-contemporary that had that in it and I do remember that part when you find out that he did it with good intentions rather than like ill intentions makes it makes your heart melt yeah. so well, yeah, well, I am all for the fake marriage forced engagement because I want to see like, you know, it forces these two unlikely people to be together and you know, they're going to fall in love because I want to see like how they fall in love. So I'm all for those yeah. types of tropes. And now that we've been talking about it, I like totally want to go read some. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's wedding some... season. <laughs> good one. I know it is wedding season. I have not had time to read lately. So I'm going to have to look at some good like audiobooks and stuff. Well, if you go on Goodreads and you actually look up like wedding list, well, there probably like is yeah. 300 plus that are all revolved around weddings. We can actually talk about this more. We'll do another follow-up podcast and talk more about weddings. So yeah, sounds good. Okay. Well, okay. I will talk to you later again. Happy okay. anniversary. Oh, thank you. See ya. Right. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye.